Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I am Rosario Picardo. And I'm Callie Picardo. And today we have an exciting guest, uh, Pastor Ron Edmondson. And Pastor Ron has um, been a coach and consultant for over 20 years. He has helped thousands of leaders and organizations, and he has served in a variety of ministry roles, including uh, CEO of Leadership Network. He's planted churches, he's revitalized churches, and now he finds himself for a second time as the lead pastor of the historic Emanuel Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Ron, we want to welcome you to the Better Together podcast today. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I know we had a hard time getting this scheduled, both of our schedules, so look uh, look forward to the conversation. Awesome. Ron, we've um, talked on this podcast at times about how to be a woman of faith, but we realized we hadn't really talked about how to be a man of faith, how to be a man of God after God's own heart. And this has been a topic we know that you've looked at. You've written some devotionals for men as well. In your mind, how do how do guys live this out? How do men follow after God with all their heart? You know, it's a great question. And I've actually written some on why David was called a man after God's own heart. And it wasn't because he was perfect. It wasn't because, you know, he had all the answers or or anything. It was just because he was obedient as to the best of his ability. Uh, and when he messed up, he repented of that and tried again. And 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 so, you know, for a man, I, th- I think a lot of times church uh, and it, whenever I have these conversations, they're somewhat controversial because we're we're doing uh, we're talking about a series and several other churches have done it um, where you uh, I forget what the title of it is. Faith like a man or something like that. Uh, a series, a men's series this coming fall. And we introduced our series for the year to our staff a few months ago, and uh, immediately some of the females began to push back. Well, what's in it for me during that? You know, well, what do I am I going to get out of that? And I th- that's fair, and I totally understand that. I'm very much a proponent of women in leadership as well. I'm an advocate for it, and I love I think women can can be leaders much better than men in some contexts. Uh, my wife is a better leader than me in some ways, uh, but at the same time, men are wired. Men and women are wired differently. We believe that. Of course, that's not that's controversial t- today too, but we are. We're just designed differently by our Creator, and a lot of times, church is wired, church is geared more to attract women than it is men. Um, you know, men are. are I, I'm not touchy feely. Uh, to you know, my wife's uh, love languages are quality time and 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 touch uh, uh, touch. Well, that's the one, right? Uh, something uh, you know, mine's not. I'm the opposite of that. You know, I, I I don't need quality touch. You know, in that way. So hugging 
at the intermission or welcome time doesn't mean a thing to me, you know, uh, give me the meat. Let's get going. We got, I got things to do. So I'm just wired differently. And so many times, um, churches wired more for the fellowship portion and, the, and, and even the worship portion, men worship differently at times. And that's why a lot of men will say, um, you know, I can worship just as well on the golf course or just as well out in the woods because uh, men are wired differently. Uh, we raised two sons and I always tell, uh, I always told Cheryl and I always tell those that are raising sons, if you want men to open up and talk to you, don't sit down across from the kitchen table and say, hey, can we talk? You know, um, that scares me. You know, that's like, OK, what am I going to do now? Are there going to be emotions involved and I'm going to have to. So uh, for me, uh, for our boys, the best conversations were kicking a ball and throwing a ball in the air. And then they would talk for Cheryl. She knows we're going to engage the best if if we're walking, you know, or if we're doing some exercise, some physical activity together. So uh, men and women are just wired differently. And and uh, I don't even remember your original question. But anyway, um, I like to ramble, especially when I don't have notes. Um, You're good, but that, that fits. And it's it's just trying to figure out how do you, because I feel like there are a lot of churches that it's mostly women because yeah. it is geared more to women with the with the emotions and that side. And not that there aren't women that are like, ugh, no emotions, oh, t- no drama, get rid of totally, that for me. Totally but, and there are women. men that are more emotional, right? but totally. in general, churches tend to be wired that way. So how do you, um, how do you create space for men to grow in their faith? I mean, I know there are women listening to this thinking, my husband's not in church. I would love for my husband to be in church. I'd love for my sons or my brother to be in church. And I know there are guys out there like, I'd love to invite my guy friends because I want them to know about Jesus, but I don't think they come. Yeah. Well, one thing is relationships is still key for men and they still want it even if they say they don't. Uh, And so, you know, I've got a very dear friend, for example, we have a small group in our home. And I met this guy when I was here at this church the last time, uh, just stumbled on him in the pew one Sunday. And he's a significant leader. Uh, He's got like 13,000 people that report to him in his company uh, or in the company that he works for. And so he's a significant leader, but he was he was absentee in the church other than to attend. I knew who his wife was. Uh, she was very involved in everything that we did, but I didn't know who he was until I stumbled on him and, uh, and just started, you know, I go through the the, the sanctuary and, and meet people. And I met him and started talking. And of course, the first thing guys do is what do you do? And and he started talking about his work. And I'm like, well, how do I not know who you are? You know, so then I began to engage him with things that were of interest to him. He's very interested in leadership. So am I. He's very interested in finances because he runs a large organization, a large part of a company. Uh, so I got him on our finance committee um, and started to engage him in those ways. He's now in our um, and and I don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast. Sorry, but I, he's just not a podcast guy. But he uh, he's now involved in our home group and he's just as involved, just as committed as, as his wife is. And the other day I was. um one, he has three sons also. One of his sons came up to me in the, um, uh, I saw him in, in the gym and he said, I just need to tell you 
my the 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 month you and my dad formed a relationship, I saw a change in my dad I've never seen. He became more spiritual than I've ever seen him. He's a better dad, a better husband. And uh, you know, and I, I don't say I don't say that arrogantly. I just say that's that's what he said to me. And the reason was I engaged him at what was comfortable to him. I didn't try to engage him in what wasn't comfortable. So I'm not going to ask him to come up front and pray. I'm not going to ask him to to uh, to lead some small group discussion. He may someday decide to on his own, but I let him be him and uh, and live out what he does best, and that's lead and and uh, talk about finances and leadership and those sort of things. And so I think to reach men, we have to let them engage at their level. One of the things we're uh, we're launching this fall that. Well, actually, we're launching it immediately, but it'll really be big this fall, hopefully, is the uh, something I learned at Leadership Network, the integration of faith and work. And so we're we're really going to begin to engage men and women in their workplace environment. So what are the skills, talents and abilities that God has given you and how can you use them to further the gospel? And I think that's going to really identify with men, especially because so much a part of our identity is our work. Um, as we, this is, um, audio, not video, but as, um, Kelly, I'm seeing, you've got pictures of your family behind you. I don't see that with Ross. He's got a, he doesn't have his pictures there. And I always joke that I have pictures on my fam of my family on my desk at work to, re- so I can remind myself during the day that I have a family, you know, because I'm wired to work. Cheryl has them there because she wants to see the people she's already thinking about, you know, throughout the day. So we're just different, you know, um, I'll forget, you know, I'll get home. One of the Cheryl's favorite things to do every now and then uh, is just to ask a question such as, well, did you miss me today? Or did you think about me today? And I'm like, okay, how do you want me to answer that? You know, because you know how I'm wired. I did 50 things today. They were all on a list and, and I did them with passion at the time. And it's just how we're wired differently. So we have to engage men with how they are wired. I think this faith and work is going to do that. You've seen a lot of churches that do golf scrambles or do hunting and fishing things or whatever. That's not my thing, but it's other people's thing. Sports is another thing that that you can just engage guys. Uh, but engage them with who they are uh, and how they're wired. And that's I think that's what's needed. So what inspired you to write this devotional? I mean, you you've written... On leadership, you write on a variety of topics, whether it's your blog or books. Uh, what what inspired this particular devotional? Well, I'll be candid with you. Um, it was during a, uh, the time of of consulting and all that, and it was revenue. So I I wrote it to make money. Okay, so I'm not going to lie about that. It wasn't a super spiritual decision, but the reason they asked me to do that was because I have been involved with men's ministries for years. In fact, I was involved in men's ministries. I came out of the uh, business world at 38 years of age, went into vocational ministry. Uh, I'm I'm 58. I'll be 59 by the time you record this or by the time you post this. And and so I've been doing vocational ministry for 20-something years, but I still have a heart in the business world. And in the business world, I engaged in men's ministries for all the things we just talked about. So I didn't see that happening in our church. I didn't see men being reached. And so I wanted to be a a part of that. So I've been doing men's ministries for many, many years. And as a result of that, and some other writings that I've participated in and 
conferences that I've spoken at, they recruited me to write this devotional. When I was um, new in my faith, I was invited to Washington, D.C. in 1994, I believe, or 95, which was uh, the prayer at the monument with promise keepers. Right. And, um, you know, the promise keepers movement was a great movement to get men engaged, to repent, to share. Um, How have you seen, you know, ministry with men to men shift or change? since that promise keepers evolution to present time. Yeah. And I was very much in, in the promise keeper times I I did. um, I probably did 12 or 13 events over the years. I did, I think four in one year, you know, when they were going to the multiple cities, took our boys to that. It was a great movement. And I think part of the reason it was, was some of the people who started it were um, people men could respect, you know, football, a coach, you know, that sort of um, mentality. Um, it was a different um, t- style of worship that was geared just to men. Um, it was emotional, you know, it was for me and a lot of the men that went. I love seeing my boys involved in that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that that's, and I guess Promise Keepers is still out there. I don't know that that's uh, something that's not going to come back again in a in 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 a big way in fact we were planning something like that pre, prior to covid and actually bought a domain name to to do something uh, along that way i can't remember the name of the uh of the movement we were we were thinking about starting so i think that could still come back i think uh now though i think it's more um it is more smaller group relational type thing uh i have always had a small group of of guys that i disciple or mentor uh, on a regular basis. And, you know, I have many, many people who who tell me that's the biggest portion of their spiritual development, um, always has been. But, you know, I did, and I think this has potential too, when as a lay person, I did a men's weekly luncheon for close to 10, 15 years uh, and, and, you know, would have 150, 200 guys there every week. And uh, and again, I was just a business guy um, that um, we would ha- I would have ladies that would call me and say, you know, I can't get my husband to go to church, but he won't miss your event. And it was it was because we had small group at the table discussion. And then, you know, like a speaker would come in and it was lunch and it was an hour commitment. And you go, you know, that was it. Um, Cheryl goes to lunch. Her lunches last two hours or two and a half hours. I don't have that much to say, you know. Um, we had a small group a couple of weeks ago, our home group, and the women were at one table and the men were at another table in different rooms, but we could hear each other. And we could, there was one conversation at a time at the men's group, just one. Uh, I think there was eight ladies and at least five talking at the same time at the ladies group, you know, just just different. So we kept it very minimal, low expectation, um, you know, come and go. If you didn't show up, that's fine. Uh, and, and that and, and that works. So I think um, some of what we used to see in the 90s and, and those, I think that has every bit, bit the potential to come back again. It just takes intentionality. Uh, I get far more pressure to do women's ministry than I do men's ministry by far. And um and, and, you know, but the reality is women are going to gather if you intentionalize it or not. Men are not. 
And so you do have to be intentional with that. And and uh, I think with the right intentionality, there's that is ripe for the harvest. Ron, I know there are probably a lot of women out there like, I want this for this man or child in my life. Like how did, but you know, it's probably not going to go well if they're like, honey, you need to do this or you can't fix that. I mean, what would you say to the women out there that are wishing for something like that for the men in their lives? Well, obviously this is the scriptural answer, but prayer is your number one um, offense there and just be praying for those opportunities. But don't be afraid to, uh, we did it with our kids and the men are not going to like this, um, but don't be afraid to um, to backdoor it either. And what I mean by that is if there's a man that you think is strong spiritually and is willing to reach out uh, and just say, hey, would you keep my husband on your radar? I'd love for him to have some of what I see in you. And and just don't be afraid to kind of make some of those, um, um, again, backdoor connections. If he thinks you did it, it's probably not going to go as well. Um, but don't be afraid to do that. Again, we, we, we believed in, uh, I believe in arranged marriages, you know, so uh, for my kids, but I don't be afraid to arrange some of that on the backside for you, for your spouse either. Um, I had one of those, I had a guy years ago when I was doing men's ministry as a lay person and he was like men's men kind of thing. He, uh, he and some of his buddies used to go out in the woods and wrestle bears. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's just like, okay, whatever, you know, uh, but he would go to the Amazon fishing and all this sort of stuff, you know, and, uh, and his wife, one of the strongest spiritual people in the world and his husband didn't even go to church. And she did that. She came to me and said, look, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure he's a believer. Uh, but if there's anything you can ever do, well, I had another guy that was wired something like that. And I just said, hey, let's go to lunch. And they they hooked and the other one was strong in his faith and they just connected. And the backside, I mean, the the the, the rest of the story for that one is that one guy that his wife came to me, I took him on a mission trip with me. You know, uh, he and his wife went on a mission trip with us. His wife just looked, st- would stand back and look at me and say, what in the world happened? And, you know, it started with a conversation. Now, he was still never going to be the guy speaking up front. He's still never going to be the guy, uh, you know, taking the, the the leadership reins of something spiritual, super spiritual. But he is a sound spiritual person now and um, and deeply committed to his faith. He would get up and come to church, even as his wife was sick, which was totally unusual. So it can happen with those small little sparks. And don't be afraid to be a catalyst for that. Now, also said, and this is just good relational advice, don't nag about it. Every time you're tempted to nag, pray. Uh, and just allow the Holy Spirit of God to do the work there. But it does take intentionality for for uh, for men, like we said before. So pray, but don't be afraid to plant those seeds with some guys that you really trust to say, hey, keep my husband in mind. He's somebody that that I think if, if God ever got a hold of him, I mean, think about the Apostle Paul. Uh, and if God ever got a hold of him or Peter, you know, uh, Peter's going to cut off somebody's ear. <laughs> but it's also going to walk on water. And um, and so don't be afraid to um, to plant those little seeds. 
I think too, I'm kind of the do a lot of the social arranging for the people we have over to eat for meals and the families we have, you know, if there are other women out there that are trying to arrange something, Hey, pick up, pick a fun couple or family that you want to invite over that you think, Hey, the the guys are going to connect. They're going to be able to tie it up. And what you don't want to do is pick. So some of your friends, and, and let's just be honest. So I don't, again, I don't know who will listen to this. I have to be careful with some of these comments because this is being recorded, you know, mm-hmm. but the uh, be careful picking. You may have friends that you really connect with, but your spouse is not going to connect with their spouse. Don't expect them to. So right. I think your, your point is well taken. Uh, and we have only a few, we only have a handful of friends that I like him as much as she likes her, yeah. which is opposite because she likes a lot more people than I like, you know, <laughs> and, I'm I'm a pastor, so I like everybody. You know, I don't emails <laughs> off your podcast. But the point being, you know, uh, if you be intentional uh, with who you're connected them to, if they you know who your husband's going to connect to, don't expect them to connect to somebody they're not. That's awesome, Ron. Well, thank you so much for joining and sharing with us today. I know this is a topic that. Um, is sometimes on people's radar, sometimes not, but often in the back of their mind. And so thank you for sharing with us today and for joining us on the Better Together podcast. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Where can we, um, for our listeners, where can we um, find some of your writings and books and what you're up to? The easiest thing is just everything uh, is housed at ronedmondson.com. So just go to that and there's links to the podcast and books and, and a blog and all that sort of stuff. All right. Well, thank you, Ron. And for our listeners, uh, be encouraged and share this podcast. And remember, until next time, we are better together. God bless.